quote, the 80-20 principle can and should be used by every intelligent person in their daily life, by every organization, and by every social grouping and form of society. It can help individuals and groups achieve much more with much less effort. The 80-20 principle can raise personal effectiveness and happiness. It can multiply the profitability of corporations and the effectiveness of any organization. It even holds the key to raising the quality and quantity of public services while cutting their costs. This book, the first ever written on the 80-20 principle, is written from a burning conviction, validated in personal and business experience, that this principle is one of the best ways of dealing with and transcending the pressures of modern life. What is the 80-20 principle? The 80-20 principle asserts that a minority of causes, inputs, or effort usually lead to a majority of the results, outputs, or rewards. Taken literally, this means that, for example, 80% of what you achieve in your job comes from 20% of the time spent. Thus, for all practical purposes, four-fifths of the effort, a dominant part of it, is largely irrelevant. This is contrary to what people normally expect. So the 80-20 principle states that there is an inbuilt imbalance between causes and results, inputs and outputs, and effort and reward. A good benchmark for this imbalance is provided by the 80-20 relationship. A typical pattern will show that 80% of outputs result from 20% of inputs, that 80% of consequences flow from 20% of causes, or that 80% of results come from 20% of effort. In business, many examples of the 80-20 principle have been validated. 20% of products usually account for about 80% of dollar sales value. So do 20% of customers. 20% of products or customers usually also account for about 80% of an organization's profits. In society, 20% of criminals account for 80% of, of the value of all crime. 20% of motorists cause 80% of accidents. 20% of those who marry comprise 80% of the divorce statistics. Those who consistently remarry and re-divorce distort the statistics to give a lopsidedly pessimistic impression of the extent of marital fidelity. 20% of children attain 80% of the educational qualifications available. In the home, 20% of the carpets are likely to get 80% of the wear. 20% of your clothes will be worn 80% of the time. And if you have an intruder alarm, 80% of the false alarms will be set off by 20% of the possible causes. The internal combustion engine is a great tribute to the 80-20 principle. 80% of the energy is wasted in combustion and only 20% gets to the wheels. This 20% of the input generates 100% of the output. End quote. So this excerpt was from the 80-20 principle by Richard Cope. And the reason I used it at the introduction of this episode is because I want to talk a little bit about what he talks about in here, which is the 80-20 principle. This is also known as the Pareto, the Pareto rule or the Pareto principle. And a little bit later in the episode, I also want to talk about something called Price's Law, which is a little bit different. It's, it's related, but it's a little different. So essentially, the 80-20 the principle is, is, a, is a, it seems like it's a fundamental law because it's very difficult to explain why it exists or how it exists or what we can do about it. There seems to be no way to, to overcome this or to avoid this, this principle. And basically, you know, the introduction 
kind of said a little bit about this, but basically approximately 20% of, of input leads to approximately 80% of output. And the easiest way to understand this, this, this applies to a lot of different areas in life, but the easiest way and the most beneficial way to understand this is if you, if you look at your, your productivity. So approximately 20%, now this may be different from you, for you, and you'll really have to just do some analyzing in your own life and figure out what that, you know, approximate number is for you. But just for the sake of conversation, we're going to say 20%. Because it may be that, you know, in your life, it may be that, well, you're measuring two different fields. You, so you have you have two different fields. You have a, a cause and a consequence. You have effort and you have uh, uh, outcome. You have input and output. So you're measuring two different things. So it could be, it doesn't necessarily have to equal up to 100. It could be that, that, 30% of your effort gives you 60% of your of your output or 95% of your output. So don't get carried away so much on the 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 numbers, but it is important that you do know as far as your own productivity goes what number applies to your case. So so for the sake of conversation, let's just say it's 20%. And let's say that 20% gives you 80%. So you see this in you see this in productivity. If you 20% of your of of your daily task, of your daily responsibilities give you 80% of your results. The reason that this is important to know what those things are and and what numbers, what you know, what the percentage what the percentages are for you. The reason that's important is because if you know what you're doing, let's say it let's let's I don't want to say most important, let's say the most impactful. If you know what you're doing and what is is giving you the most ROI on your time and your effort spent, I mean it's pretty it's it's pretty common sense that that is a valuable thing to to know. And you know also I don't I don't think it's too far out or too too crazy of an idea to think that we all want to know how we how how the best way to use our time and the most efficient way to use our effort. You know, we all we all want the biggest outcome for for the efforts that we're putting in. So if you if you can figure out what those things are for you in your business or in your job or in your day to day life, what are those things that are giving you the biggest the biggest return on your investment. And I think once you once you can once you know what those things are and once you know where your time is being spent and where your effort is being spent and how how that how you are being repaid for that that can that can open up your eyes and you'll become a lot more aware of what you maybe what you need to change or what needs to take place to 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 better maximize the efficiency on that one thing that you might see especially with business owners is you like let's say you're doing your 20 percent now your business might be at a point to where your 20 percent might be you know a full work week for you and if the twenty percent of the task for that business is a full work week for you, you have probably dele- you probably hired people 
to delegate out the other 80% that gives you 20% of the results. So, but you, but you're, you may not be there. I mean, you, you may be someone who is a one man show. Your, your business may be very young. It may be just starting out and, you know, obviously you'll have to take, take care of all the workload yourself. But if you, if you know what the 20, what that 20% is, you, you can better understand when you need to take care of that 20%. Now for me, and I would think for most people, it would be the first thing in the morning or the, the first part of your work day. That's when I feel the most productive. That's when I'm the most clear headed. A lot of people don't know this, but we have mental stamina the same way that we have physical stamina. So if you have a job, if your job is very, very taxing on your mental, your mental resources, if it's very demanding, you may, by the time the afternoon rolls around, you may be depleted of those important mental resources for that day. And it may be difficult for you to either do the 20% or fully maximize the, you know, what can be done in that 20%. So I would, and, and I mean, it may, you, you, it may work out in the afternoon or the evening for you, but I would just, I would recommend considering doing these things first thing in the morning, whatever your 20% is doing that first thing in the morning. And of course, with, with all things that you do first thing in the morning, it'll, it'll make you the rest of your day more productive. And you, you know that you'll have the most, the biggest, the things that have the biggest impact will be done for the day. You'll be able to better focus throughout the day. It really gives you a sense of accomplishment, you know, when you do those first, those things first thing in the morning. Now, to go off on a tangent here, the exception to this that I would say would be if you are having issue, if you have a schedule or if you have a set of goals and you are having an issue getting started on that schedule or on those goals, then you may not want to do the biggest things first because what you want to do in that situation is you'll want to start with the small things, give yourself some momentum, give yourself some confidence from from completing the small things, and then you work up to the bigger things. That that would be an exception to for for me personally if if I was if I were in this situation. But so you figure out what your 20 is, you figure out what it, what the 80 is that it's giving you back, you figure out when you can do it and once you do that, once you have that set up, you're able to you're able to set back and 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 say that okay, the 20% absolutely needs to be done. This is when it needs to be done. This is what it's given me. And then, like I said, now now some people may choose to avoid the other the other eighty percent that's giving twenty percent of your results. That's up to you. That's going to be unique for every person. I guess it depends on you have to look at the value that of the twenty percent and it's giving you back for the eighty percent of your your effort. And you may not be you may not have a choice but to do it. You know, if you're running a business, things have to be done. But it, that, that's just something to, that you can that, to be aware of. But the 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 unique thing about the eighty twenty principle, like I said, it's not. This is almost it's it's hard to understand this because I think psychologists have a hard time understanding exactly what this is because it seems like it's such a it seems like such a fundamental rule of reality. You know, we've all heard that if you took all the money in the world and you divided it evenly among everybody, it wouldn't be long before 
a, a small group of people had the money, all the you know most of the money again, like they do now. That is an example of the Pareto principle. There's also things like you'll see, just say that if you can think about all the musicians in the world, and let's, let's define musician in this case as someone who is someone who plays a musical instrument or who writes music or who sings music in the pursuit of monetary gain. So this is someone who's who is who is involved with music in order to make money at it. So let's use that definition for now for right now as a musician. Think about all the people in the world who are musicians and then think about the very small portion of people that have a record a record contract with a with a record label. And then an even smaller portion of that is the people that you hear on the radio. So that's another that's another example of the Pareto principle. You, you can think about all the highways and the roads that exist in the world, and I don't think it's unreasonable to suspect that the bigger the most of the bigger highways get most of the traffic, whereas the smaller roads get you know very little traffic. So this seems to be something that's just it seems to be ubiquitous because it's, it's, this is this, this is everywhere that you look in life. Every, especially in, in creative pursuits, especially in creative domains, but in, you know, in the business world. And, uh, I think this book refers to the 80%, 20% of the clothes that you wear get worn 80% of the time. So it's, it's almost, it's hard. It's really hard to wrap your brain around how does something like this exist and why does something like this exist. But I mentioned earlier there was something else called Price's Law, and this is a little bit different. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was discovered by a man named Solar Price. I think that's what his name was. And Price's Law basically says that the square root of any any people in a productive domain produce half the output. Okay, so let's break this down for a minute. You got you have a, a small business. There's four people total, and that includes the owner. Square root of that is two. So two people do half the work in a in a in a small business of four people. Very reasonable. Not you you can't argue with that. But if you have a company that is 25 people that has 25 people in it, then that means that five people do 50% of the work. If it's 100 people, 10 people do 50% of the work. Now that is mind-blowing when you think about it. You can, same thing could apply, well, let's go back to the musicians. Just say there's 10,000 musicians in the world. How many, what, what is that? I think that's 100, square root of 10,000. Let me do the math on that really quick. I'm pretty sure that's 100. So if there were 10,000 musicians in the world, 100 of them produce 50% of the music that the that the collective 10,000 produce. I mean that is it is it's it is really impossible. It's almost impossible to understand something that is that profound. And you can look this you can look this stuff up. Price's law is the square root law and then the Pareto principle is the 80-20 principle. So 
but when you know this stuff, when you when you are able to look at this stuff and you can you can understand it and you can articulate it, to me, what I got out of this when I was when I when I learned this stuff was it helped me to prioritize what needed to be done and how it needed to be done. And especially if you are a business owner, this something like this has helped me with 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 planning, with staff, with with doing the the day-to-day functions of running the business. And it's common sense, right? Because you think that if you think if you know the most important things that you're doing or the most the things that bring the most benefit or the biggest impact, I mean it's pretty common sense that you're going to prioritize those things and make sure that those things are done. Now, with that being said, it is also important to to know that if you are do if you have an eighty percent effort that's bringing you twenty percent of your results, maybe it's less than that. Maybe eighty percent of your effort is giving you ten or five percent of your results, and and you really have to ask yourself that ten or five or twenty percent, whatever it's giving you, is it worth the the time and the resources that it takes to get that? And you don't want, like I said earlier, you, you if, if the business has to be ran and there are things that have to be done, but you don't want to jeopardize your own success by trying to keep up with things that may not be as valuable as they seem to be. And if, if it's a situation like that where if it is offering you very little in return for the effort that you were putting in, I would strongly recommend that you sit down and figure out whatever that thing is. Is it necessary to sustain the business or the the job or whatever productive pursuit that you're in? Because if it's not, then you could the the effort that you're putting into that thing could be put into the twenty percent of things, and and I mean. There's no, there's really no way to tell or know, or understand where that where that could go. So in short, it's just it's basically you have to be able to understand what. I, I really don't want to say most important because it's not necessarily the most important. What brings the most impact? What has the most impact? And and are you prioritizing those things? And the things that do not have an impact, are you? delegating them? Are you eliminating them completely? Are you outsourcing them? Because that would also be another option. That's that's actually something I would I would probably do myself. I wouldn't necessarily it depends on what it is. I I, I mean you, you I can I would probably delegate some things, but but either delegation or outsource would be what I look for, you know, the, the solution I would have to that. Because you don't necessarily want to eliminate this stuff. And some stuff you can't eliminate. And in those situations you know, like I said, the delegation or the outsource would be the solution. And I know that you probably know this, but when I say delegation in this case, I know that that's kind of the same thing as outsourcing, but I, I mean specifically to employees. You know, if you hire employees for for that stuff, that, um, that, that it will help you out. Because I think that's one of the, I think that might be one of the mistakes that some business owners make and if you're just starting out, there, there's really no way to avoid this. But once you've been in business for a while, and once you 
your business is kind of being productive and it's starting to make some some revenue, some profit. I think one of the things that business owners, a mistake that they make is they 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 try to do everything themselves. And I, I mean, I get it. They they're doing it to try to save money to to make more profit and things like that. But if you if you really have your business figured out, and if you are really able to focus on that twenty percent and focus on what it is that that has the biggest impact, then you're going to make more money anyways. And if you hire somebody to handle help you handle some of the other stuff, that's just going to help you that much more. So you have to look at. If you if you hire someone and they're doing they're doing their job, yes, that's going to have a cost. You're going to have you, you know you're going to have to to maintain relationships with people, and and once you get bigger, you're going to have to ha- have people that work well together. But but you have to look at it. it w- would you rather would you rather offer someone a job and be able to pay them an income and grow the business? bigger and better than what it currently is or would you rather not have anyone anyone help you and just kind of do everything yourself because we know that that can be that that is very demanding on a person so that's just something to ask yourself i, I would say don't necessarily get caught up in trying to to eliminate costs like that and trying to I mean, obviously, everybody wants to maximize profits, but you can you can do it in a smart way. There's a way to do it that you don't jeopardize the the growth of the business. So, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to add to this. We're going to come back to this these these principles. I'm going to touch on these things in some future episodes when we talk about some other stuff. But yeah, that would be. That would kind of be what I what that would kind of be it. I would say that become aware of what the eighty twenty principle is. This book is a really good book on this that I'm referring to now, the eighty twenty principle by Richard Koch. I think it's kind of an older book. I'm not sure, but it is definitely some of the, it, the stuff. The same stuff definitely applies today. I'm trying to see if I can see a year on this thing. It's uh. I don't know, copyrighted 2018. This is a revised edition. So, but it's anyways, the stuff in there is, is, is very useful for today, even in today's time. But yeah, so figure out, so understand what the 80-20 principle is, the Pareto principle, understand how it applies to your life, the things that you're doing, the productive things in your life, whether that's a business, whether that's family obligations, whether that's a, a, a productive or a creative pursuit that you have on the side, whether that's your job, your your main source of income, whatever it is, figure out how how you can apply this or or understand this principle in your own situation. Figure out the best time for you to do the most impactful things, and then the remaining things, the eighty percent of effort for the twenty percent of results. Figure out how to. What 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 is the best course of action for yourself with with that amount of effort and that ROI? And um, like I said before, once you once you become aware of this and once you understand this, you're you're going to start seeing this everywhere in life. I mean, this is 
it, it's, it, there, I don't think there's any areas in life where I haven't seen something along these these lines, approximately 20%, approximately 80%. I don't think there's anywhere in life that that this that I haven't seen this not apply. So, so yeah, I guess that's about it for this one. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up right here, and um, I'll catch you guys next time.